Thanks for joining us on Dime Travel. For those of you who have never listened before, welcome. We are about to take you on an audio journey back to an NBA season from the past, but with the intention of rewriting history. At Dime Travel, we don't accept that the long and arduous regular season isn't worth much. We believe that the regular season is worth everything. We don't agree that the team who wins the two-month postseason tournament should be crowned world champion. We stand by the fact that it should actually be the team who displayed sustained dominance for a grueling six-month season featuring all of the teams in the greatest basketball league on earth. That's what we do. That's dime travel. And now, it's time to drop a dime. question remains though how do we decide who the regular season champion is because we can't just compare their records everyone plays an unbalanced schedule they play different opponents different number of times so what we settled on was using the elo rating system it's a rating system that's popularized in chess but it's been used in other leagues uh, tennis rankings have used it some other leagues as well but for our purposes all you really need to know is that everyone starts with a 1500 rating after each game the winner's rating goes up the losers goes down by the same amount and that amount depends on it depends on three things it depends on the team's ratings going into the game it depends on which team was home and it depends on the margin of victory and then whoever has the highest rating at the end of 75 games is our champion last week we investigated the 2017 golden state warriors title and decided yeah they were the best team and then chris tried to edit ben affleck out of goodwill hunting this season, we're going to investigate 1966 and see if the Boston Celtics hold on to their championship. Joining me today is uh, Chris. Hey. Nice. And also joining me is Ryan. Good afternoon, Chris, Kevin, or good evening, depending where you're listening from. Yeah, we have no idea when people are going to be listening, and it's not even afternoon for us. I don't know why you went with afternoon. Across the world, buddy. Across the world. It's afternoon somewhere. All right. Well, I'm Kevin, and we're going to start our podcast the way we always do with a game called Guess the Players, where Ryan has a list of the all-NBA teams. This season just had first and second team. And I give him some of the obscure nicknames on basketballreference.com and see if he can guess which player had these nicknames. So, Ryan, are you prepared for this? Let's do it. It's um, a little shorter list little shorter list because at this point of the NBA career, there's only nine teams. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is the, it's part of why they were the greatest generation is they didn't waste their time on voting for a third team. So they had more time to do other stuff. All right. Which player made an all NBA team this year and had the nickname Dr. Memory. Dr. Memory. I love it. Um, and again, I have no idea. It's a great job by the, uh, source, mm-hmm. wherever we get your information from. Dr. Memory, Dr. Memory, I have no no hunch, no clues, just totally going on a limb here. Sam Jones Oof. sounds like a Dr. Yeah. Memory. That, it does sound like a doctory name, but no, it's uh, Jerry Lucas, known for his photographic memory. He was, uh, okay. yeah, so he was known as Dr. Memory, among other things along those lines. All right. Now, next up, which player had the nickname Big Musty. A bit musty? Big Musty. Big Musty. Also, I'd like to volunteer if I'm incorrect that Chris attempt to steal. Yeah, I like the steal part of it, but I mean, I wouldn't have been close on that last one. Or maybe it's just a gift at this point for you. I I don't want want you to feel like you're taking it. Um, 
Dr. Musty. Big Musty. Big Musty. Okay, sorry. I'm just not, not Dr. Memory. No. Um, Big Musty. Um, Rick Berry. Okay, it was not Rick Berry. Chris, do you have any idea who was Big Musty? Oh, man. Uh, have you smelled Bill Russell? I'm going to go with him. Oof. You know what? It's not Bill Russell, but at least you made the intelligent the intelligent choice to go with one of the big players. It was Wilt Chamberlain, who was given okay. that name by Elgin because he didn't shower after games until he got home. Wow. So he would drive home. That is disgusting. He would go home sweaty from the games and shower there or at the hotel. I guess it's like playoff skin. You just... It's like a good luck charm thing. Yeah, maybe. Playoff skin? Is that yeah. what it's called? Either way, it's gross. I mean, like, it, it's, instead of keeping the same underwear or whatever, I mean, because he's just not showering. Maybe, but he did it all, all the time. You don't need good luck for random regular season games. Well, whatever it is, it's working. That's true. That's true. He did have a lot of success. All right. Last nickname. But this nickname is shared by two of the players. Let's see if you can They're guess twins? either one of them. No. No, they are not related to each other. Which two players, or at least get, which one of these players, but two of them have it, the name Mr. Clutch. Mr. Clutch, I'm leaning towards um, Chris's guess, liking Bill Russell, but I feel like it's not right. So I'm going to go with John Havlicek. John Havlicek's not one of them. Chris, can you get one? I'm going to go with Jerry West. Jerry West is one of them. The logo. Oh, I should know that. Yeah, you should know that. That was the gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other one is Sam Jones. Ancient relative of Kanye. Yes, Isn't Kanye that Kanye's great-great-granddad? It was. He's the one who helped him get his uh, his foot in the door in music. So that's wow. That's a great pull, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Does does that conclude your portion of Guest the Player? Because I do have one for okay, okay. the audience. Give it. For the audience, how are they? And how are they going mean, to answer? This is not how we do it, but this uh, is they're gonna, they're this is how in. we do it. So <laughs> they're going to call in later, or okay. perhaps ahead of time. All right, go ahead. Which caller. player made first or second all time first team or second players. team All NBA? Yeah, that's how you say that. Yeah, uh, I was just so excited to just reveal this. Who is known as Honeycomb? Hmm. Honeycomb. Any callers? Yeah. Uh, Line one. This is tough. I don't like being on this side of it. Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson. Why do I feel like I heard some click clacking back there? Oh, that was my Gus. that was my drink. I was closing it. Oh, Gus Johnson is correct. Yes. He was nicknamed Honeycomb because of his sweet play. Yes. Mm. I feel like your um, percentage of accuracy is much much higher. It's definitely skewed because I. I'm supposed to be the one asking the question. So I've looked at all these players' nicknames, trying to find good ones. Yeah. So that's why I, I'm trying to go with the element of surprise, but I feel like I need to. Okay. We've got maybe... someone on the line. Did you guys already answer it? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Caller. Uh, is it Gus Johnson? I knew you were going to be the first one to do a voice. Yes. Th- yes. Caller. We, and we appreciate that you. That's a sweet old voice. lady. That's a sweet we old lady from the sixties. Can that be a recurring character? <laughs> Absolutely. Pseudo ladies from the 60s. All right. Stay on All the right, line. Just look at your information. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Yeah. All right. That was fun. All right. So now, now is normally the time where we would go into the, uh, the primetime team. But it doesn't really make sense for this year because there were only nine teams total. So... Instead of instead of picking out a couple teams to talk about, let's just kind of go quickly through all nine in order of their ELO ranking. And un- unlike prime time team, no, 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 take it out, take it out, take it out. Oh, prime time team. You would have been so right, good go ahead, on a sorry. morning drive time show. You really missed your calling. I'm right. trying to make up for it here. What, one uh, other one other note. Don't, don't one other note you. is that uh, usually we stop after 75 games to account for. Uh, players resting at the end of the season and jockeying for playoff position. This year we stopped after 73 games because they didn't play an 82 game schedule. They stopped after 80 games. So 
we abbreviated that a little bit. So we're going to count down the top nine of the nine ELO rated teams in the 1966 season. And the number nine team was the Detroit Pistons. Congratulations. Congratulations to them on being the worst of the nine teams. Not top 10, baby. Yeah, not not a lot of interesting <laughs> to talk about here. They're, they had they had Dave DeBusher was their player coach. He was only 25, which is hard to wrap your head around. Pretty much debutchered that team. <laughs> he really, really debutchered it. Oh, they also had a butcher. No. They had Johnny Butcher on the team. I mean, could you imagine that today? Like a player coach, 25 years old. Yeah, 25 is the part that's nuts. Yeah, right. You think he like took himself out and yelled at himself? Somebody had to. Yeah. That's just so nuts to me. Because yeah, like I work with 25 year olds. They their brains are barely done. You know. Yeah. So right. last this guy should bit. be going to Woodstock. You know, it's what is he doing? Coaching, playing on an NBA team. It, this is crazy. Woodstock wasn't for a couple wonder, more years, was it? But he's getting ready. You think he was getting prepped? He was getting prepped. He was developing. Yeah, he was, his brain will be ready by then. All right. Any other Detroit Pistons? Can we get Can we get past them? I think so. Let's move on. I think all, all the right. other teams got past them. Oh, hey oh. No. <laughs> of, of all the teams this year, they – I feel like the the Detroit Pistons were kind of like like the yo play of the league, you know, just like soft like yogurt. <laughs> yo yo play introduced this this season, so yeah. 1965 on behalf on behalf of the Pistons, mm-hmm. yeah, to commemorate how soft they were. <laughs> All right, but this next team not quite as soft, more more in the Spaghettios realm. Another another soft invention this year, the New York Knicks. Mm. Now, but with some sauce. Now, the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks actually weren't terrible. They just—it's funny to look at how the the league was split up because there's only nine teams, so they there's four teams in the East and five teams in the West. And the New York Knicks were in the East with three other teams, and those three teams were awesome. So three of the top four teams were all in the East, and the Knicks were just stuck there. So just like as an example of how good the East was, the East won the All-Star game 137 to 94. So the East was the East was awesome this year. It's one of the one of the rare times where the East was dominant. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Anything else? Anything else for this Knicks team? They had Willis Reed, worth mentioning. They did have they had a young Willis Reed. Mm-hmm. Uh they had Dick Van Arsdale. A lot of a lot of fans back in the day. You don't see those nowadays. I wonder what happened to them. There's probably just not as many transportation vehicles like that. You think it's you think he's named after a vehicle? Yeah, it's a van. Right, but I don't think that's necessarily related to that van. It might be the shoe, which I think came out in 1966. Oh, that would make sense then. This is like walking on the thinnest, weirdest ice. Why? <laughs> Vans. I mean, I feel like we're playing. <laughs> this is what's going to hold like us playing up with <laughs> two minutes of talking. I feel like we're playing with the barrel it's of monkeys the, it's here. It's the van part. It's not just the first part. It's the van. I, I don't right. know why that I, was a thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, why did they have to put that in? Like, wasn't good enough? Yeah. I, isn't the van thing, I mean, if I'm guessing seriously, isn't that like German descent? Thing probably. like uh, Van Patten or probably or Vaughn or something like that. Anyway, so maybe, maybe probably. that would make sense. Sure, sure. All right, it's a good guess, and I stand <laughs> by it. <laughs> we'll give it to you. All right, yeah, thank you. The New York Knicks, whatever. All right, on to number seven, the Baltimore Bullets, who were amazingly in the Western Conference. Right, that seems confusing. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> it's so weird. Whenever they do that with like, they realign college football and they put somebody in a random division, it's like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this. But they've been doing this since the 60s, at least. Mm-hmm. The Western Conference, just, Baltimore Bullets. They just didn't understand geography back then. There was a lot of free love in the 60s. A lot of free love. A lot well, of I think Ryan, around. Ryan makes a good point about, have you ever seen those old timey maps? Oh. They were not accurate at all. Yeah. So you like you right. found a tree and you did like 30 paces and everyone to the west of it was a west conference team. 
I mean, maybe this is just where a basketball team walked to, sat down, and like, this is where we play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were already in the Western Conference, so they couldn't change it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's a really good way to run a league. It's also weird because you always think about like how the leagues were so it was so important to be playing teams close to you back then because of how much harder travel was. But it didn't seem like that was that big a deal if the Bullets or the West Western Conference. But just because the Eastern Conference needed a team too, like there were four obvious East teams, four obvious West teams. There's no reason not to put the Bullets out East. It's also interesting just to see going back and seeing how they got the alliteration in there. Mm-hmm. Moving from the Baltimore Bullets to the Washington Bullets to the Washington Wizards, they're mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. trying to keep that consistency. Yeah, it just didn't feel right what, for them when they did, weren't alliterative. Correct. Mm-hmm. How about this team, though? I mean, were they any good? Uh, no, not really. They were in the West, and Don they, they they made the play they made the playoffs and got swept. Yeah, Don Ole, the guy who made five All Star teams, and Honeycomb. Yeah. Oh, Honeycomb was there. Yeah. Also, Honeycomb was uh, released in 1965. Hmm. I don't know if there's any connection there. That is, that's really interesting. The cereal, you mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not saying the guy was one years old. That's crazy. I know. Sometimes you oh, can yeah. spell it out for the listeners, though. That was a that was an awkward transition. So uh, I'm not sure everybody also, knew, um, knew it was happening. Noteworthy on this team is Jerry Sloan. Mm hmm. Yeah, Jerry Sloan, future uh, future jazz coach. Averaged about two field goals a game. Yeah, he was there. He was present. He was. Yeah, in the Western Conference powerhouse that was the Baltimore Bullets. Yeah, they made the playoffs and, and got swept. That's probably why he was a good hire for the jazz. He had already been in the Western Conference. Yeah, he knew, right? he knew his way around the West, having yeah. lived in Baltimore for so long. <laughs> Geographically a smooth transition. <laughs> no big deal at all. After playing in the West Coast in Baltimore, he went somewhere where he could learn about jazz, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy Once is again, so confused. Connected. Yeah. But we digress. <laughs> all right. What happened after that team? I was, you didn't. Thanks, Chris. So the San Francisco Warriors mm-hmm. were the number six team this year. They had rookie Rick Barry. They had Nate Thurman on this team. They, the, the start of a the the start of a young, really good team with those two players. But unfortunately, Rick Barry left for the ABA after a couple of years. So, right. Uh, Is that the popcorn guy in the team? The which team? The popcorn guy isn't Paul Newman. <laughs> the, yeah. the salad dressing guy. Oh, that's a salad dressing guy. Okay, he the ate pop- like fifty eggs or something. You, you, you're thinking Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> <laughs> That's the coach of the Celtics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll get, we'll Man, get this to food, Redenbacher. <laughs> these food items are so confusing. And Cool Hand mm-hmm. Luke doesn't come out till 1967, by the way. So Paul Newman definitely, okay. that makes sense why he's playing basketball this year. I like how his alias was just adding a second N on his name. Like, oh, that's a different There's a very guy. competitive uh, serial uh, race, you mm-hmm. know, as you mentioned, Honeycomb coming out as well as Applejacks made mm-hmm. its presence felt. Yeah, it's, oh boy, did they! <laughs> <laughs> I love but the yeah. research you guys do. This is great. So the the Pistons were Yo Play, the Knicks were Spaghettios, and the Warriors uh, we get we gave them Applejacks. Mm-hmm. That's good, right? Because bullets were honeycombs, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Because they had honeycomb. It's all, yeah. it's all working out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Okay, we better find some more things. All right. Also, Rick Barry, always always fun to mention the underhanded free throws. It's it's like it's one of my biggest regrets. I, I really wish when I played high school basketball, I had just had the, the guts to do underhanded free throws. Mm. I, it's such a better way to shoot it, and it's it's so wild that it's just clearly better, but no one does it because it doesn't look cool. And we do all this like. Oh, it cares about the team more than anyone else. And yet no one will just shoot underhanded mm-hmm. except Rick Barry. That's what, that's why the man's my hero. No, no guy. You guys uh, have no thoughts on granny shots. No, I, I free throw percentage. 86.2%. It's a great mm-hmm. mention. Yeah. A lot yeah. of terrible free throw shooters really, really should have also had the guts as you put it mm-hmm. uh, to adopt the shooting style. Yeah. Well, Chamberlain did it for like one Shaq- season. 
Shaq would still be shooting above the basket too, underhand. Mm-hmm. But it would go in more. Wilt did yeah. it one season. That was the season he averaged 50. And then he went back to it. Big musty. Yeah. All right. We're done with the Warriors? We're done. All right. Number five, the St. Louis Hawks. Now, now we're starting to get into some of the, the actual good teams. This had... And this is another one that stood to me. Why don't we? Why aren't there people named Zelmo anymore? You think it's an Elmo thing? Zelmo Beatty, Hall of uh, Famer, was on this team. Yeah, I don't know. Should be catchy. If I if I was if I was going to have another kid, I think I would throw Zelmo out there. I mean, as long as you're fine with uh, getting your name called last for attendance, but or first when they go reverse order. Yeah. Yeah. I flip it. Well, his, his last name is Beatty. If they do bet last names, and he's he's covered too. So, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's a huge deal. I like I like the name Zelmo. Yeah, it's just one of those questions. Why don't they name more kids Zelmo? I don't know. Do we have any callers who have any insight into that? Yeah, no, but it is interesting. The Hawks had John Barnhill, and I believe he was also another team on another team this year. John you guys Barnhill. Pick up on? Yeah, John Barnhill was also on the Pistons. Oh my gosh! So, as a big he, Pistons he fan, have... you 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 remember some John Barnhill highlights? <laughs> just mostly the name. I just find it interesting when there's you know player trades, you know that kind of thing, especially in such a small league. I mean, sorry, no, such a you, that's not family. what you find interesting. You find it interesting when someone's last name is a compound word. <laughs> that's your weakness. <laughs> It is fascinating. <laughs> Ever since David Thirdkill. Want to know the history of Barnhill? I, I mean, it's probably not that interesting. David Thirdkill, mm-hmm. I'm much more interested in. Barnhill was probably just, he had an ancestor who lived in a barn that was on a hill. This is how we learn more about these players, though. I find someone that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Just on a hunch. This thing also had Lenny Wilkins, who made the Hall of Fame as a coach and a player. But John Barnhill had a had a relative who once lived in a barn on a hill. Yeah, L- Lenny Wilkins, great coach player. Awesome. But you know the thing is you never if you judge a book, you never you never learn. If you judge a book, you can judge books. Maybe Barnhill was the name that came from a barn that was on top of a hill where where several murders occurred. But David Thirdkill's name comes from a family that was pheasant hunters or something boring like that. You can't judge a book by its cover, but what you're doing is worse. You're judging a book by its title, which is on the cover, but with less other information. Uh, You're taking the metaphor too far. I'm just saying (laughs) you think Thirdkill is more interesting because of how it sounds, cover or not, just literarily speaking. And I'm Mm -hmm. saying. What about Mike Farmer? No, there's. Are they related? There's yeah, a farmer, a barely knower. What? No, oh, great. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't uh, Jeff Mullins a famous person? Jeff Mullins? It, it's, yeah, is he the dad of Chris? No, I don't think it. Yeah, actually, I looked that up. It's not. Also, it's not the same last name. But uh, this is another team that also had a uh, player coach. Richie. Woody Wilkins? No, Richie Gurin. Obviously, but he wasn't 25. He was 33, when yeah. you, which is when you're ready to start leading men. But 25. <laughs> and this is the team yeah. that swept the bullets in the first round. And they took the Lakers to seven. So they they, they put up a, f- a good fight behind Zelmo. Absolutely. John Barnhill and Zelmo. All right. But now we get into the top four. Now we can start getting into some names that everyone will recognize, not just Zelmo, not just the Z-heads. Number four in the ELO rating this year was the Cincinnati Royals. Yeah. This is a team led by prime Oscar Robertson, prime Jerry Lucas. Uh, this and Jerry Lucas, you might remember as Dr. Memory. Oh, I almost forgot. Yeah. This is the team. This is a team that was also like the Knicks, unfortunate to be stuck out east with the Celtics and the 76ers. So as good as they were in the first in the first round, or I guess the second round, they went up two one on the Celtics. I guess it was the first round. They went up two to one on the Celtics and then lost the last two. But 
behind Oscar Robertson in his prime and Jerry Lucas in his prime. This was a this was an awesome team. Happy Har- sure. Happy Hairston. A lot of a lot of name players on this team. You also don't see a lot of Happies anymore. Yeah, Happy wasn't his actual name. I looked that up too. I think his first name was yeah. Harry. The only other Happy I know is in the Avengers. Yeah. Happy Gilmore. That's true. I forgot about him. So only we only know them from movies. It's a really cool team, actually. Yeah, I, I pretty I solid. Think, I think when I'm I was in like ranked fourth, for for whatever reason, well, yeah, well, we'll get to these next three. But for some reason, uh, I think I think when I was in middle school, I used to always claim that Oscar Robertson was the best player ever, just based on oh, his yeah. triple double. Yeah, with no actual knowledge of who, what it meant, and how different the league was then. But right, he's, I mean, he's still awesome. But all right, so that's our top. That's our our bottom six. Let's get to the top three in the Wait, Elo rating that, system. I actually want to say something about the Cincinnati team. Okay, I, just because we do some logo talk every now and then in these episodes, I just think it's really interesting where this team came from. They're the Rochester Royals in New York. Then they move to Cincinnati and then become the Kansas City Kings. So if you're wondering what they are today, after Kansas City, they move to Sacramento, become the Sacramento Kings. So wow. Makes sense. Drop that knowledge. Dropping knowledge. They could be Royals. They could be Royals. They could be. And Mm -hmm. hopefully they're drinking their Gatorade because that would be the product I I feel like just because they're so universal and you know they're they're they replenish your soul and your your electrolytes. Royals do, yeah. Um, you find, you you find the Royals to be replenishing when you when you think of the Royals, you think, yeah, man yeah. is good. That's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm so yeah, glad you that way. came out this I, year. When I think of when I think of the royal family, I think, well, that's a real barrel of monkeys, which also came out this year. So I don't know. I don't know if I think I would have saved Gatorade for one of the top three teams. Dang it! You're probably right. But I've got something else saved up for them. Okay. Well, we'll see. All right. Mm-hmm. Up next, the team coached by the popcorn guy, the Boston Celtics, who won the who won the postseason tournament, but they're they're not getting our championship. Because here at Dime Travel, we believe that the regular season matters too. Maybe even more. It's an awesome Celtics team, though. It had still had Bill Russell at tail end of his prime. Still had Havlicek. Right in his prime. Sam Jones, Mr. Clutch. The team that had seven players in double figures. Coached by Red Arbach. When he wasn't making popcorn. Uh, what do you have to say for this team, Chris? Is this one the one you have something to say for? Uh, as far as a product? Yeah, as I'd far say as a this, product. This team, they can really get it going. So I'm going to say um, a product that came out this year that represents this team would probably be Bounty. The quicker picker-upper. So? Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, if the game's kind of slogging along, I feel like this team could turn it on, you know, especially with Red at the helm. This this Celtics dynasty was nothing to mess with. Well, so. and and Bill Russell had 22.8 rebounds a game. He was really cleaning up the boards, much like downy paper towels. Yeah. That's incredible. That is totally incredible. It's a different time. People miss a lot of shots. Don Nelson Did averaging have- 10 points a game. I just can't yeah. even imagine that. He's so old. Right. Well, this is a different different time. Literally. Is this their defense? Was the defense any good? It was all mostly offensive team. I mean, Casey Jones was a really good defender. Bill Russell is a legendary, one of the greatest defenders of all time. That's why they won the postseason right. tournament. This was an awesome team. Although I Other things teams- that sorry, go ahead. I was just going to comment that other things that um, are helpful for defense is Mace Spray mm. came out this year as well as the Kevlar Vest. Oh, don't, don't is also drop very... two of them. Kevlar, that was one of mine that I was saving. I think I, I was sure that was what you were saving. I'm sorry. Also, uh, we can just omit that. Also, this Celtics team, prior to uh, Simon and Garfunkel dropping Sounds of Silence, they were 29 and 12. And then after that album dropped, they were just 19 and 13. Uh, so they faded a little listening. bit after that. I don't know if it means that they were fans of it or hated it, but it's definitely... No, they were definitely fans. Hello, you think darkness, they just, my old friend. Yeah, I think that's what happened. But in, in, in Red's last season, they won, the, they won the postseason tournament for him, so that was nice of them, but 
they didn't get they didn't get the regular season one, the big one here on Dime Travel. Uh, moving on to the number two team was the Los Angeles Lakers. They're the number Love. two ELO rated team this season. Nice. Jerry West in his prime. The Elgin Elgin Baylor was post prime. He had a, a bad uh, knee injury in the previous in the previous year's playoffs, so he was recovering from that all this year. He was he was better the next few years. So this is a down year for Elgin. Uh, future Hall of Famer Gail Goodrich was a rookie on this team. They also had Rudy LaRusso, five-time All-Star, whose nickname was the Ivy Leaguer with muscles. Hmm. They really weren't in a hurry back then. They had, they had a lot of long nicknames. <laughs> That's opposite. Yeah, they had a lot of time to fill. They didn't have Xbox, so I understand. And and this was this was before uh, Austin Reeves was shouting "I'm him," but this team did have Daryl "I'm Hoff." <laughs> <laughs> so there's oh, that. you had a guy named Walt Hazard. I wonder if he's one of those Duke boys, the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, yeah, he might have been. You've got you've got a, an obvious heavy a team that leans heavily on Jerry West for scoring, but then after Jerry West, you know, you've got what six. Or five, five or six people in double figures. Mm-hmm. So you got a decent supporting cast, and it also it also has a decent uh, a decent co- collection of compound word last names for Ryan. We got mm-hmm. Gail Goodrich and John Fairchild. Mm-hmm. Excellent team. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was our number two team that that year. This was an awesome team that lost in the finals, but. The number one team, the team that we're actually giving the championship for, the rightful champion in 1966, is the Philadelphia 76ers. All right. Congratulations, Congratulations to them. Congrats to Big Musty. Congrats to Hal Greer, Billy Cunningham. This was a, this was a stacked team. I really wish we could compare or have, have teams play each other in different decades. That would be awesome. Who do you want, who do you want these guys to play? I don't just anybody just to get some concept of how good they were versus how good teams are now. Just anybody. Uh, it would be, it would be really fun to years. watch Wilt Chamberlain play against modern players, but yeah, exactly. Big yeah. musty. Yeah. I mean, in this, in this bit you've got here about a game five elimination game, game five, Chamberlain had 46 and 34. Yep. I mean, just to be able to turn it on like that, I, I think that would translate at least in some scenarios to the modern the modern game. He was also like a, an amazing track and field athlete. Like he, he was, Will Chamberlain was a freak. Yeah, he this was this was his last season leading the league in scoring. Um, mm. So he's a little bit on the tail end, but he still was going to lead the league in rebounds six more times and lead them in assists once uh-huh. uh, in, after right. this. So. Yeah. He had averaged 33 and a half points and t- almost 25 rebounds. Yeah, he's also averaging 47 minutes per game. Yeah, I was going to comment on that. I feel like a lot of the players, yeah, a lot a lot of the players back then seemed to have hardly any substitution minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no load management. A lot of the starters. Yeah. He also like it. The other thing that always stands out with him is when you look at the 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 field goal field goal percentage Field goal percentages were so low back then. That's part of why rebounding numbers are so high. Mm-hmm. Like you look at any of these teams, almost everyone's in the low low forties. There's there's starters who are shooting in the thirties, right? And yeah, almost like Will batting Chamberlain averages. Was, yeah, but Will Chamberlain was shooting fifty four percent. It's incredible. And if he had just shot underhand like he did that one year, it, it really would be interesting to see what what more he could have done. Although he's already the guy who's on every every record list, so. Right, but yeah. Other than Wilt, this had Hall of Famer Hal Greer. It had Billy Cunningham, who was going to be a future uh, ABA MVP. He was just a rookie on this team. They had Chet the Jet Walker, who was a Hall of Famer. Uh, but this team lost to the Celtics in the playoffs. Uh, Celtics. Won, it was it was one of those series. Celtics won the first two at home. Then 76ers won Game Three, and then Game Four was an overtime loss by the 76ers that. If they've been able to hold court there, it goes back to Boston 2-2, but they lost. And then in the elimination game five, Wilt had a, as as Chris mentioned, a, a heroic 46 and 34. Although he shot really poorly from the line, just eight of 25, but it, he, he put put quite an effort. 
just wasn't quite enough. He had to be exhausted. Yeah. I I feel like those free throws had to be just so much energy expended. Just just grabbing 34 boards mm-hmm. is exhausting. Absolutely. Uh, also, playing an entire basketball game on stilts. I heard he used to play in stilts. No, that that was just the nickname for uh, how tall he was. But imagine oh. how imagine how stinky that car ride home was, though. After oh my gosh, working that hard in a game and then waiting to get home to shower. Yeah, wow. I can almost smell him now. You can almost you can almost smell him. Absolutely. All right. So, well, c- congratulations to Wilt Chamberlain for a a well deserved championship for having the best regular season team in 1966. Absolutely. They really are the nice and easy hair coloring of the NBA. (laughs) Yeah. Kevlar would work or Gatorade would work so much better. You guys really. Actually, you know what? The Spirograph came out this year during the season, the Spirograph. Everyone knows that Um, they're the Spirograph. I would have gone with the easy cheese personally. <laughs> mm, I feel like easy cheese makes sense. I can't believe that it came out in the sixties. That seems like such a modern invention. Easy I feel like I just, I put the same canister. I used the actual one from the original 1960s the other day. It's like the never, never ages that product. Really? I feel like it was, it was definitely one of those things. They didn't realize what they were doing when they introduced this. They'll be like, Oh, people will have this in moderation from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Not realize we were just going to hook it up to IVs. <laughs> that's so stupid, Thanks a lot. That's really funny. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Greatest Generation. <laughs> More easy cheese. <laughs> oh, these kind of jokes that almost derail the podcast. Yeah, thank you, the Greatest Generation, for easy cheese, Gatorade, and Kevlar. <laughs> You know, they, they always we, talk about we use on a daily basis today. They, they always talk about like, oh, you guys just get participation trophies, but they just all of them are the greatest generation. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the biggest participation trophy ever. Just, yeah. <laughs> We're Slap doing the best at this. It. Yeah. All right. So oh. congratulations to the 76ers. Sorry to the greatest generation. But now we move on to the best part of our show, the time travel week. Yes. Where we where we think about if we actually could go back to this week or to this season rather and spend a week there, what would we do? What we're not, we're not going back to affect world events. We're not going back to invest in anything. We're just going back to attend some NBA games, maybe see some other interesting sites, maybe pick up a Jersey at a pro shop. Hey, Chris, if you could go back to the 1965, 66 NBA season and spend a week there, what would you do? What would you do? Uh, wow. Um, a lot of things, really. Uh, so, actually, I wanted to go back in time and see a basketball game. Um, specifically, not a professional basketball game, but uh, the college uh, NCAA tournament championship. Uh, that's in Maryland. That occurs on March 19th. And it's actually between Western Texas, which is now um, UTEP or University of Texas, El Paso. Um, and they played against the very formidable number one ranked Kentucky Wildcats. Um, Who was on that team? Uh, you know, I had some players written down. They, they're well known at the time. I didn't recognize any of their names. So I, I think what you need to know is that at the time, the, the number one ranked team coached by Coach Rupp, who uh, like – Kentucky's arena is named after and they went up against uh, an underdog Western Texas team and end up losing. Um, and a lot of uh, historical people will tell you that this is this game because it was an all black starting lineup um, taking down a Kentucky squad. It kind of changed some things with segregation in, in sports and stuff. I, I, this podcast doesn't really get into some of that stuff just because we try to stay Switzerland. Pat Riley was on that kentucky team Pat, oh yeah no actually you're right i did write that down i penciled that down but i didn't i didn't put it on my final edit here yeah pat, pat riley was on that team he was one of uh two point guards that were really well known on that team oh and they had um, a selmo on the team did they really no i wish no selmo? okay <laughs> sorry I, I think kentucky's thing was they played small ball and they were fast and the small ball kind of worked but i think texas 
they had a center who was like 240 pounds and and um so i think they they had a matchup thing that worked really well but they ended up defeating them and the game is famously called the game that changed segregation in sports so anyway i I think that'd be a cool time and place to be i'm in baltimore so the next night i'm going to see philly come to town and play against baltimore uh will chamberlain scores 33 uh big musty Hal Greer is 24. Chet Walker is 14. Um, on the other side of things, uh, Baltimore, Don Ole scores 33. Uh, Jerry Sloan uh, chips in three points. Uh, it's a fun game to watch. Um, the other game that I wanted to catch after that down in Boston uh, was – I really wanted to see Cincinnati. I, I really like this team. I wanted to see Oscar Robertson play. So uh, he comes to town. Him – Adrian Smith, Jerry Lucas, they all score in the 20s. Lucas tears down 27 rebounds, uh, but Bill Russell brings down 29 rebounds with 22 points. Havlicek scores 16. Don Nelson, Casey Jones are there. They uh, played basketball too. For uh, the Celtics, th- right? For the Celtics, yeah. Yeah, nice. I think I jumped teams there without saying where the roster separation was. But it, anyway, a lot, of, a lot of good players. I wanted to see him play. And that's kind of where – that's kind of where my week in the U.S. ends. I wanted to see some concerts. None of the ones I really wanted to see were happening in this area around that time. So four days later, uh, I'm just going to fly to the Netherlands and see the Rolling Stones. And uh, okay. you're, that, are you a Rolling Stones fan? I, I, I like. I know enough of their songs. I realize how how classic and good their songs are. You know, the the Beatles probably would be the band to see around this time, but they, they literally just don't play when I would be able to see them. I, I couldn't match up a game to it. Um, and also yeah. the rolling or the Beatles tours are really short. And another thing I learned during this podcast, the Beatles were only a band for 10 years. So if you learn yeah. anything from this, this episode, yeah, uh, th- that's know, the big takeaway. Pat Riley, the take and right. segregation and the Beatles were a band for 10 years, 10 years. Yeah. That's a great segue. Um, to my uh, time travel. I'm sorry, Ryan. I know you've been chomping at the bit to get to yours. Yeah. What what's what were you doing? Well, uh, when I, when I first was um, trying to look at my settings on my machine, it was broken. So I think initially I commented I wanted to go to April. It was actually December 8th, 1965. Oof. And I'm going to go watch uh, the 76ers play the Bullets in Baltimore, which apparently is on the West yeah. Conference side West. or something. Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be a little bit disorienting, but uh, Wilt Chamberlain does score 46 points in that game. And then uh, Billing Cunningham, 24 points. Um, surprisingly, the Bullets won by two points uh, pretty early on in the season, so maybe still some chemistry building going on there. Um, and I don't know much about Don Noel, but he got 28 points. and He made five uh, All-Star teams. Yeah, I feel that's why I want to kind of go watch the game. I feel like I I should know of him. I should watch him and, and learn about him. And uh, interesting, Will and Don played all forty eight minutes, which is crazy to think about. I mean, uh, we just don't see that nowadays. Uh, some players here and there, but I mean, I Not feel like really. just yeah, so much. Um, uh, there's so many high caliber players that you feel you can get get some guys some rest and not have such a, a drop off. Mm-hmm. Whereas back then they probably didn't feel like they had the same level competitors on everybody with everybody. And then also um, Bailey Howell scored 31 points for the bullets that same day. There's a, a little prequel for the NBA finals. Uh, Boston is play, are playing the Lakers in Boston. So depending exactly when those games start, I may have to flip flop them to, to see both of those games may have to ke- catch a partial game, but um, just have to get from Baltimore to Boston. It's not super far away. I think it can be from done coast to coast. So, apparently so That's crazy. You'll never make yeah. it. Jerry, Jerry West didn't have his uh, best game. He only had 17 points, but pretty well-rounded uh, scoring from the other team members. Um, it's crazy. Field goal percentage for Jerry West was 20%, so I don't know if he was sick. Uh, he didn't have the Jordan flu-type game. If he was sick, he, did, he just something was off. Can I ask you a question? Maybe he was getting – Yeah. Yes. So Jerry West is playing on the East Coast, but against – a Western Conference team. I think that's right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure I had that square. Yeah. yeah. His podcast is really going south. <laughs> King of the North. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Bill Russell only played 10 minutes that game and had zero points. So, oh, you um, got to catch that game. If you have a chance to go yeah, back to that game. <laughs> that's, am- that's amazing. Amazing. So I-, I was more curious to catch the other game. And I was like, oh, by the way, I'll see this game. And then as Chris sort of had a, a segue for the Beatles uh, being available to go check them out, I would also be having to travel across the pond until over to London to catch the Beatles. Um, and they're actually playing a couple shows on December 10th and a couple shows on December 11th. So I'll try to maximize however many of those shows can, can see. And I get back. Uh, yeah. Uh, hmm. They have a lot of hits already by this point. They, they, um, they hit machines. We can work it out. Yesterday, Day Tripper, I'm Down, basically everything, all um, these songs you know. All these songs um, describe you perfectly. Exactly. And she's a woman as well. There, so uh, that one too. That, yeah. And I feel fine. Act naturally. <laughs> My motto. Um, so I think, unfortunately, the um, because of that that uh, travel across the pond, it's gonna you know eat some of the time, little jet lag. But mm-hmm. I think I'd like to cu- check out a couple those couple games, see the Beatles several times, and then I think, unfortunately, I'll have to return home. Well, uh, we'll we happy to have you back. Don't be sad about it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Kevin, did you have any things that you were looking forward to doing this year? Nah. Um, All right. Maybe should we go to the final segment? No, guys, I was joking. I have a few things. Okay. Oh, so I'm going back. I'm going back February 2nd. I'm going to check out the Royals at the Lakers. While I'm there, I'm going to pick up that that blue Jerry West 44 jersey, which I think think of Jerry West as my dad's favorite player. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know why that's in my head because I don't think he and I have talked about basketball in a long time. But he did grow up in the LA area, so I'm gonna pick don't up that blue Jerry West. We don't know. Yeah, this podcast could provide you that opportunity, Kevin, if you want to reconnect. <laughs> Should we call him? Should we get him on the line? Just start playing it for him and let him know he gets a shout out. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. So Lakers win this game, one nineteen, one eighteen. So it's a close game. Oscar Robertson with forty four. Five boards, 13 assists. Jerry West with 23 points. That'd be a fun game. So the next thing I want to do, there were some really good uh, Bob Dylan shows that I would love to have been at around this time. This was right after uh, the Newport Folk Festival when he went electric. Uh, There was also the uh, Play Loud concert. But but neither of those happened during the NBA season. So I'm just going to catch him during his tour for this where he was doing like the first half acoustic and then doing electric for the second half. I'm going to catch him in Louisville on the fo- on on uh, February 4th. I'm really excited about that show. Uh, after that, I'm going to head out to Philly, watch the Lakers again, play the 76ers. I didn't get a great Jerry West game, but I got to see a couple of Jerry West games. Uh, the 76ers win this game 132 to 125. Jerry West with 22. Wilt Chamberlain with 65. And 29 rebounds. So a pretty good so, night. So he had a good night. Uh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait by the bus. See if I can get a whiff. Just see if he always smells as bad as they say. Um, and then I'm gonna, it's going to be cutting it close. I'll probably be zapped out right after it. But I got two days to get from Philly out to out to uh, out to California. There's a talk being given at UCLA that day on February 9th by Lenny Bruce. So Lenny Bruce, one of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time, passes away this year. Um, his last performance is after the NBA season, so I can't try and go to that. But he did give a talk at UCLA on February 9th. That I think it would be really cool to go to. I've watched the the video of it. It, was a, it would be really it would be really amazing to see him talking live to just a, an auditorium of college students about just his thoughts. He's an interesting guy. Are you going to let him know what's going to happen? No, because we're not changing world events. Otherwise, so it would be irresponsible not to tell him that he's about to OD. But also, if we have that kind of power, we should maybe do some other stuff. You know, that's a tough conflict. (laughs) Yeah. He was speaking of conflicts. He was also talking a lot about Vietnam in that. So it would be silly if I didn't go back and try and address that, if I was going to affect world events rather than Lenny Bruce passing. But we're investing Gatorade. Yeah. Right. Or that spirograph. Oh that's yeah. That's gonna be solid. That hot that that hot spirograph that dropped this year. That's gonna be a big part of everyone's yeah. life for one week. 
So I forgot to mention in my uh, time travel that if I was having trouble sleeping, I would definitely want to watch The Sound of Music to help me get some rest. The Sound of Music is a great movie. There's a lot more. I, mean, I think I need to watch it again. It's been like 30 years. It's a very yeah, long it's a, movie. It's a long movie. It's more. It's it's kind of like the zookeeper's pipe again. Though it's like a lot more <laughs> political anguish in that movie than you expect when you make a joke about it. <laughs> you're like watching it, and halfway through, you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about all this." I probably should watch it again. So maybe I'll take advantage of it and go back and watch when it first came out and won a bunch of awards. Yeah. yeah. Whenever we would do road trips when I was growing up, we had a Winnebago van with a TV in it. And we had the same tapes over and over, a lot of like Rookie of the Year. Uh, you didn't have the d- van? No, we didn't. <laughs> just a regular van. But this was Is always- just like the Oscar Mayer? No, it was just a deal? van. You've, you've been in that van before. But it was fun. That joke yeah. needed to be made though. Good job, Ryan. Yeah, no, I, I approve. It's fine. I'm not mad. But my mom would always put in the sound of music first because mm-hmm. it's definitely not ideal for little kids. But at the beginning of the trip, you have a higher tolerance. So you can't throw that on later. By the time it was done, we would be three hours in. So, so do you think it's Barbie music. or Oppenheimer? Do I think what is Barbie or Oppenheimer? The sound of music. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't understand how it's either. I don't think it can be Barbie. Every movie yeah. is either one or the other. It's definitely an Oppenheimer <laughs> then. If it's if it's one of the two. Yeah. You're probably right. You know what though? Julie Andrews is a total like songbird mm-hmm. and fox at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so many different so. animals. It's like I'm watching the zookeeper's wife again. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's we inspired each other. No, I don't think they're related. <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh. The sound of the zookeeper's wife. Mm-hmm. The hills are alive. All right. <laughs> so that that's our week. We'll move on to talk about well we sometimes we talk about whether the MVP would change if uh if a different team had won the championship. But Will Chamberlain was the MVP this year, and they won the title. So I think that would have stayed the same. But this is another good opportunity to look at just how different his field goal shooting was for everyone else. He was at 54%. Jerry West was number two in MVP voting at 47 Oscar Robertson was 48 Bill Russell was 42 Like uh, Nobody was shooting as well. He, he really was an amazing like standout didn't even belong in the league at that time. It would be fascinating to see him now, but. But but Jerry West got the participation trophy of the NBA logo. He did. He did. And he got to be called Mr. Clutch. Yeah. Do you think that um, we just didn't have enough real estate to get Wilt like down to size where he could be on a patch? You think it was just, it was just a a scaling issue? Yeah. It was just so much of a burden to figure it out. I mean, Mm -hmm. if he would just take off the stilts. Again, it'd be like only <laughs> it's it's it only have like three Don't. forces body and it would be awkward. Mm-hmm. He needed those. This is not catching up. <laughs> they were corrective stilts. Totes they, awkward. Even on the even on the NBA logo, they asked Jerry West to kind of lean down like he's driving just so he could fit in. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who did? Who did? <laughs> yeah, who, who asked him that? <laughs> the logo people. <laughs> That, this is why Wilt couldn't do it. Like even Jerry barely. I'm fit. John Barnhill from the Logo People. <laughs> Am I just leaning over a little bit when we take the picture? <laughs> look like you're look like you're tripling a ball. <laughs> we'll just add that in later. So they did have the... some digital effects, but they couldn't zoom out, <laughs> and the room was too small they to could, back up. Which is crazy because this small is things. this is right before we fake the moon landing. I know like we were so close, but they couldn't. They couldn't shrink Wilt yeah. Chamberlain. You mean July twentieth, nineteen sixty nine? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's Which that's doesn't when fall they, within the realm of what we're talking about. But yeah, that's not when yes. they aired it. That's when they aired the faked moon landing. They faked oh, it earlier. Th- yeah, they probably faked it sometime in sixty eight. Mm-hmm. Then they told us about it. Right. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But so MVP, not much to talk about. That's different. We could talk about who who would be the bronze medal team this year. Who's the other team that should 
to take home some consideration. If the gold medal, the most important award goes to the regular season champion, the 76ers, the silver medal goes to the postseason champion. Congratulations on that, Boston Celtics. Who's the third best team? Who gets our coaches poll? Don't forget about these guys this year. It's probably the Lakers or the Royals. Right. I think it's got to be the Lakers, in my opinion. They were number three in the ELO rating. Um, Actually, they were number two in the ELO rating. Uh, Right. They were the number three in just about everything else, net rating, Pythagorean expected wins, and they lost in the finals to the Celtics. So, Right. It's interesting because the Royals um, also – Played the Celtics, but that was a five-game series opposed to seven, so you can't really do a head-to-head comparison. But mm-hmm. um, in every other category rating system we have, they appear to be at least mm-hmm. one notch above the Royals, the Lakers, that is. Yeah. Well, in the Christopher rating system, I'm actually going to give it to Cincinnati. Uh-huh. I think they were a and more well, exciting team to watch. I mean, they just lean so heavily on Jerry West and – you know, like if he's off, then that team is just so average. But the Royals, you know, they came at you with a three-headed monster. So, who's the third head? I, I think going Smith. Adrian Smith in there. Yeah, I mean, he what? was he was the All-Star MVP that year. He was the All-Star MVP. Mm-hmm. Okay, and his only in his only All-Star game appearance, but mm-hmm. um, and 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 a, a hometown favorite. So, I, I think there was like maybe some leniency there, but uh, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Royals light the beam. And that, that would make happy. Uh, also one of the players in that team yeah. that would make you happy. happy would be thrilled by that for mm-hmm. sure. Exactly. That's low hanging fruit. And I love it. <laughs> that That's kind of your, cl- your crutch. You've done low hanging fruit two episodes in a row. Right. I mean, exactly. it's usually the right like zero for that phrase. It's it's usually the ripest and mm-hmm. yeah. it's low hanging for a reason. It's it's survival of the fittest. Yeah. If anything, that's the choiciest fruit. Yeah, that's true. You're not you're yeah. not wrong. All right. So the last thing we want to talk about is how this would affect legacies. So we we just took a title away from the Boston Celtics. We Ouch. gave it to Wilt. So I guess first we could talk about the Celtics a little bit. It really doesn't hurt them that much. I mean, I'm sure they'd be devastated to learn this, but Russell goes down from 11 rings to 10 rings. He still has one for every finger. Havlicek <laughs> drops from eight to seven. Sam Jones yeah. goes down from 10 to nine. So he actually has to take one off a finger. But I mean, these, these guys are still all timers. But mm-hmm. yeah. I guess it would be massive for Wilt because Wilt has, as it is, two titles. One, one in his prime and then one later on with the Lakers. Th- this gives him two titles in his prime against still awesome uh, Bill Russell, still playing for Red Arback. I think this this really helps the Wilt versus Russell conversation. I, like I, I'm a, a big Russell guy. I think Russell was – I would take Russell over Wilt. He won a lot of titles. But I think this helps uh, maybe narrow that gap a little bit. Um, and it also helps – I mean, gives Hal Greer a second title, gives Chet the Jet a second title because most of these guys won. They won in '67 also, but this would give them back-to-back titles and give Wilt another one in his prime against Russell. No, I think I think this actually really would have a, a, a significant effect of on how we think of Wilt rather than think, when thinking of him as like stealing one at the end of that run. Think about him actually earning a couple of them, right? Uh- as you said, I mean, all these players just have so many accolades already. Yeah. I don't think it changes it significantly. But again, um, I guess that Wilt to Bill comparison is the one that stands out. Yeah, Wilt's the big one because, like you're saying, dr- dropping down Havlicek from eight rings to seven rings doesn't matter that much. But with Wilt, Wilt is in the conversation for the top five players of all time. So how you jockey among those five, every every title matters. Right. Yeah. So I think I think he would really appreciate this. Yeah, I don't know what else I can add to that. I think that sums it up pretty nicely. Same thing. Just, I think it does a lot for Wilt. Yeah, do your do your Wilt Chamberlain impression and say how how glad you are that we gave him a title. Well, thanks for the title. Whoa, it's so tall up here. <laughs> how do you walk on these things? <laughs> thanks for calling in, Wilt. It's always great to hear from you. 
It's windy. <laughs> it's blowing my um, scent everywhere. Interesting thing about the sound of music, um, just as, as Chris had maybe suggested earlier, that the one of the characters was Captain George Von Trapp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it kind of it was the Von uh, Trapp family. Totally. Yeah, it's, uh, there were a lot of like Van Trapps. So he was either a Dick Van Dyke or a Van. And as Chris pointed uh, out, it was a German thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think he was onto something. You had Tom Van Arsdale. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, yeah, it's a, uh, Dick Van Arsdale. Although it, it, it so, was the Von Trapp family, not the Van Trapp. So, I don't know. Well, I think maybe one's feminine and one masculine. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But anything else we need to talk about for 1966 or do we did we t- take care of it? I think we pretty much took care of it. Yeah, we nailed it. Okay. I think we did Perfect. a pretty good job of, you know, like avoiding some of the tumultuous pitfalls of 65, 66 and talking about like uh, the tensions in the U.S. And, and the Vietnam protests and all the mm-hmm. crazy things that were happening. We, we kept it focused on what we came to do and travel through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think we basketball. escaped unscathed. That was, I'm proud of us for the most part. Yeah. All right. Well, so that, that, that finishes it for 1966. Let's join us next episode for 1990. So Ryan, go ahead and set your little machine, get ready for going back to 1990. Uh, anyone who's listening, All right. thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for thanks for listening all the way to the end. You guys are great. Yeah, thank you. It's eleven thirty. It is bedtime.